guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast. I'm your sexy host, as usual, Arsenio, bringing to you today some TOEFL Idioms Part 5. However, first and foremost, I must inform you guys that I've got some special news for all of you out there who will be taking the TOEFL ITP test. Now, there are probably three types of four, five, maybe eight types of TOEFL tests. But in America, the internet-based test is very, very famous for folks out there in Central and South America. Now, ITP uh, might be famous for some of you out here in Thailand or famous for some of you over here, over there. Not exactly sure because ITP here in Thailand is predicated off scholarships and ITP in other places is not. So it just really all depends, to be honest. But you know what? I am created, and I have already created the Part A test, all right? So, basically, with the ITP listening TOEFL idiom test, questions 1 through 50, all right? You have Part A, Part B, Part C, all right? Part A, they are predicated off two people saying a couple of things, one sentence by him, one sentence by her. I just created that this Morning with one of my wonderful entrepreneurial-minded friends out there in Denver, Colorado. So, what does that mean? That means you guys are going to be getting the TOEFL test, and yes, you guys are going to be able to do extra practicing. However, this is actually going to be sold. Now, for those of you who actually want to have free things, that's perfectly fine. You can keep listening to my TOEFL audios. However, I just kickstart one of the biggest projects of the year. Yes, of the year. And my goal was to get you guys a part A, part B, and part C in your hand. Now, for those of you who want to practice all three parts, you guys will have to wait just a little bit longer, and then I will sell that as a package. However, the part A will be available on in audio form. So if you guys are looking forward to the audio form of my TOEFL ITP, uh, part A only, which is questions 1 through uh, 30, you will be able to purchase that very, very shortly. So I'm so happy to, again, get out there and get this project out there for you guys to practice your listening and whatnot. Again, lots of different idioms, lots of indirect questions and whatnot. And I'm so excited to finally get you guys the things that you need to, I guess, like you know, basically become a success and get the score that you need to get into the university or to get whatever it is out there that you're trying to get. So, guys, thank you so much, man. So excited about that. And without further ado, let's get into some of these idioms. So, here we go. To cut corners is basically to do something badly. Now, yes. Probably I have already restated this, and I do apologize if I did, but there is a lot of cutting corners happening in America, right? So cutting corners, I mean, doing things badly or, you know, to save some time or, you know, hey, let's just put it this way. I see people cut corners all the time out here in Thailand. So there's a specific lane called the BRT. Only the the only the bus that's the BRT should drive in this specific lane. However, is that the only bus that drives in that lane? No. However, in Australia, they do have strict laws. They do have a bus-only lane. I think they do have that out there in the UK, too, and it's beautiful because the buses, they don't go outside that lane. They don't go inside this, that. It's just such a perfectly set-up country, you know? But here in Thailand, man, motorcycles, they actually cut corners. The motorcycle taxi guys, because they drive on the sidewalks, and yes, they're 
there have been some head-on collisions with pedestrians. Can you believe that? Who would have ever thought? <laughs> Anyways, that's not funny. But yeah, cutting corners, guys, man. Not a good thing to do. But yes, that is my full explanation of cutting corners. So cut someone some slack, man. That means to go easy on someone. It does really sound that I've actually gone over some of these. So I do apologize. But you know what? I am here today to give you some of this even more. Now, to cut someone some slack, to go easy on someone, right? So uh, it's kind of like, you know, when you see one of your colleagues yelling at another guy, and you're like, man, hey, just cut him some slack. Meaning, stop being so hard on him. Stop being an asshole. And then that colleague says, no, no, I'm going to be an asshole. And they smack right across the face. And then there's a fight. <laughs> no, it sounds like a movie. But yeah. So uh, a sentence would be like, hey, I heard uh, Rachel's dad is sick. Uh, so we should cut her some slack on the group project. Because, of course, her father is a little bit sick. So, again, guys, this is a good way that you can improve your english overall or just improve those idioms just in case you hear them on the itp test so feeling blue what does feeling blue mean so feeling blue means feeling sad or depressed all right so who man as a matter of fact yes uh, just at the beginning of this year oh my god i was feeling so blue because you know someone that i had feelings for she decided that she wanted to leave me <laughs> and i said oh i'm gonna feel blue just for two hours but after that i will be back <laughs> so feeling blue again man when people break up with someone, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, they feel blue, they feel depressed, they feel sad. But you know what? Life goes on. You're not the only one that's been through this. That's number one. Number two, there are, you know, there are so many. Oh, I'm sorry. How does the saying go? There are plenty of other fish in the sea. That's another idiom. That means there are plenty of other people out there who are waiting for your goodness. So stop that crying. All right. So anyways, finding a needle in a haystack. Virtually impossible to find. You see this a lot in movies. I've actually heard this term or this idiom a couple of times in movies. Um, and it's trying to find someone. It's like trying to find a friend in a city such as Bangkok. No technology, no funds, no this, no that. You have to just try to look for that friend. It's impossible, isn't it? It's beyond impossible. So that's trying to find a needle in a haystack. Get some shut-eye. I love this. You know, they got red-eye flights out there in America. Yes, you can take a flight at 12 a.m. I don't know if they have that out here in Thailand. Oh, uh, yeah, I think they do. But they leave at about 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. Yeah, so if you're flying, like, really, really far, if there's a flight from here to, I don't know, direct flight to somewhere crazy, you would leave at about 2 a.m., right? So, again, those flights are never the best. But in America, they do have red-eye flights. However, in Sydney, Kingsford International Airport, they shut the airport down at about 11.30 or 12. And I think Tula Marine out there in Melbourne, too. So for four hours, between 12 a.m. and 4 a.m., they shut it down because the residents often complain that they cannot get any sleep. Pretty interesting, isn't it? And I don't know if that's just Melbourne. I remember I was living in Sydney, and the doctor who I was working for, who I still talk to, Mr. Gotham. Uh, yeah, he actually told me about that. And he said, you know, flying out and whatnot. Um, yeah, flying all the way. What is it? He was trying to leave somewhere to Korea. Uh, he wasn't able to leave. And then the security approached him in <laughs> the airport and said, sir, you're going to have to leave. So he was like, so you're going to arrest me in front of my kids and my wife because I don't want to leave? 
It was so funny. You know, in America, that'll get you shot. But in Australia, man, they are so wonderful. He's like, listen, sir, get out of here. So, yeah. What a, what a horrible... <laughs> God, traveling days, man. I love it. Anyways, get some shut eye means get some sleep. Red eye means taking a flight at 12 a.m. It's like, hey, man, I need to get some shut eye. I got a long day tomorrow. So, yeah. You know, some people say, hey, I'm going to bid my farewell. That means I'm leaving now. Bye-bye. So there it is. So go the extra mile, putting in the extra effort, man. This is called the habit of doing more than what you're paid to do. Guys, always go the extra mile. If you're in a business and you do believe that if you give more, you will get more, do more than what you're paid to do. I'm going to give you guys a real quick secret. Uh, There was a time, because I only have two more after this. There was a time where I was working at a company, and the lady approached me. She said, Arsenio, I see that you have great presentation skills. Presentation skills, excuse me. Uh, could you please create a conversation course? I said, really? She said, yeah. I said, oh, man, I've never created a course. She's like, don't worry. You could do it. And I said, okay. She said, so how much do we owe you? I was like, man, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Let's just talk about remuneration after. And so I was paid a lump sum of only 200 US dollars to create that course. And you know how much that course ended up making? Probably about 400,000 US dollars. Did I get any of that? Nope. But you know what I got at that time? I got an idea. Hey, how about I just create this course for my own company? Boom! See how that works? Pretty amazing, huh? Go in the extra mile, guys. Do more than what you're paid to do because the law of increasing returns will come back and give back to you. Napoleon Hill said that about 80 years ago. So be on it, people. Be on it. So here we go. Hang in there. That means be patient. You know, I had to hang in there so many times living in this country. People didn't give me jobs. They said, you can't do this because you are this, because you are that, because you are all so many different excuses. And I said, I'm going to hang in there because I do believe someone out there is going to give me a job. They did. And not only that, I gave myself a new life. I gave myself a life in terms of helping people around the world. How about that? Pretty amazing, right? So, anyways, hard up. I'm going to give you guys this last one. Hard up. That means lack money. Lack money. So, I mean, are there some of you out there that are lacking money? You would say, oh, man, I got my heart up. So, Or you could say, hey, you know what, John, you, I was hard up, right? Subject, I was hard up. So she paid for my coffee. Or so she, so he paid for my coffee. It's completely up to you guys, obviously. But, yeah, you guys understand how that works, right? He knew I was hard up. That means he knew I was lacking money. So he paid for my coffee pretty cool huh so guys with that being said boom that is your TOEFL idiom part five for today if you guys actually like these man please let me know i'll be more than happy to continue making these on a routine basis and guys i'm probably going to be making these on a routine basis just so you guys know that i have my own wonderful TOEFL part a b c and a lot more coming up very very soon so again thank you so much for tuning in to another esl podcast i'm your host Arsenio, as usual, you guys can check the blog out on the ArsenioBuckShow.com and stay tuned for pronunciation tomorrow. Over and out.